passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Richard, Coach Ben was asked yesterday about his class being almost locked up, and I know they just got a young man from Leeds, Alabama. I think it's Kavion Henderson, if I remember that. Like, how how much easier does it make that Arkansas seems to have almost all of its recruiting class committed and about to be signed on national sign, early national signing period? Oh, it's, it's huge. I mean, uh, obviously you're still recruiting them, but uh, you know you're not you're not having to worry about okay and say they have 15 guys and they have eight spots left going into uh, national signing day you, you don't have you don't have those eight spots to have to worry about to fill you know so that's big and and then if you did have all those spots to fill I mean you, you'd be having visitors uh, coming you know probably this week for his official visits. Uh, and uh, for Miss Ole Miss, and going into December, and that that, that kind of you know puts a little bit more stuff on your plate, so to speak, for 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 a coach. So that, that's 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 a big deal, and it's uh, it's good to to be able to have them locked up that long. And and also one of the other things that happens is that the kids get to know one another too and develop a bond, and that kind of helps. Uh, I guess you know make those guys feel you know like. They're they're part of a you know class that's you know going to be going to be coming in either in January or in the in, in the spring and uh, kind of builds that uh, bond I guess you could say. Coach also talked about making the rounds to the different commits kind of once the season concludes and I wonder from your vantage point what that looks like what those final conversations are like to young men before early national signing period. Well, I mean, he, he, all 23, I mean, that, that's a lot uh, in, a, in about a two-week period, two and a, uh, about a two, two-and-a-half-week period. 23 guys that he's going to be uh, doing in-home visits with, you know, 
in the old way, that would be spread out to December and January. Uh, but now you're trying to get them all locked up and you want to make sure that they're all, they're all in, which, uh, everything seems to be good as of now. You just never know. But, uh, that, that's a busy schedule. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I know Coach Pittman has been, uh, he's been good about his weight and is, uh, is looking good. But those home cooked meals and, uh, those, uh, in home visits and everything, uh, he, he's going to, uh, once, uh, signing day's over with and that the dead period kicks in, he's going to, he's going to have, he's going to be doing a lot more walking and trying to get that off. Yeah. <laughs> we should, uh, I guess we should all be so fortunate. Um, Richard, what does a game like last week do to the momentum of recruiting? What, how much damage had to be controlled this week with text calls? other communications it doesn't help uh that's for sure for you know i, I think it, the, the more you win your pool of uh, prospects grows and that you become more attractive and you have a loss like that it, it may turn off some guys that uh you know not necessarily in the 23 class like we said we, it's pretty much done but in the 24s and 25s you may have to work a little harder to get back in the, the ear of those kids uh, but, uh, for, but the, the guys that have been listening to you all along, uh, not so much so, but guys that you're trying to get in with and, uh, trying to develop that relationship as far as the underclassmen, uh, that could be a little bit more of a challenge, but, uh, it's always better to win. You know, Coach Pittman was undefeated going into the Liberty game against non-conference teams, and we think back his first year there were no non-conference games. You look at that list of the eight teams he's he's had wins over, and particularly the ones this year, uh, pretty good list. I mean, um, I know you never want to drop a game you're not supposed to lose, but you look at really how uh, Pittman under this, you know, under this administration, if you will, how they've handled business in these non-conference games. They've they've got a really good track record. You know, I made this uh, made this comparison uh, earlier this week. You know, Nick Saban's one of the most uh, disciplined, detailed-oriented coaches there is in, in college football, in college football history, football history. Uh, this year's team at Alabama is one of the most penalized teams in in the nation. I mean, it, it, I mean, in the entire nation, not the SEC, but the entire nation. You you know that he hasn't changed as a coach. You know he he. he still demands the same type of discipline and, and all that. Sometimes you have teams that just can't, just don't take what a coach is saying and urging or teaching during the week and bring it to Saturday. And obviously Alabama is not doing that far as at least with the, the discipline of, of not having a lot of penalties. Arkansas and the Missouri State game and this game, uh, this past week uh, weekend's game, Obviously, the team did not bring what they they were taught and coached to do on on Saturday. The, I, ultimately, it's up to the coaches, and Coach Pittman is is, is ultimately the blame. But the, the players also have to uh, have to uh, share some blame too. You spoke of Nick Saban, and I heard Greg McElroy making some comments about his former coach. How much has NIL, the transfer portal, affected him and the dominance that he used to have in recruiting? How has that changed college football, particularly for Nick Saban, Richard? I think play. Uh, I think far as uh, 
player retention, obviously it's it, it's an impacting. I don't know if it's really impacting him that much as uh, far as recruiting because if, if I'm not mistaken, and I think he's got the number one class this year. He, he, I don't think that's ever going to uh, change as far as his ability to recruit uh, top classes. I think the, the thing is, is he he, he just you know, he just doesn't have the opportunity to say no. I'm not I'm not allowing you to to uh, uh, transfer. And, you know, kids can just get in the transfer portal uh, without even telling the coaches. All they have to do is go to uh, compliance and say, "I want to get into the portal." They don't even have to notify the coaches, and that's happened before. So I think uh, recruiting-wise, it hasn't impacted him a ton. Uh, I'm sure it's impacted him a little bit, but uh, he's still signing great classes. Uh, but uh, player retention is is the uh, biggest challenge, and I think that uh, that's some, something that you really don't have much control of. I mean, you do to a certain extent with communication and and uh, you know letting the guys know where you stand, where they stand in the program. But the bottom bottom line is, a kid can leave whether uh, you you want him to or not. Richard, I don't think any of us expected that Arkansas would be on the brink of potentially not making a bowl. Three games left. I think they're going to end up winning at least one of these last three. But let's say they don't. How does that recruiting pitch change if you're Sam Pittman when you were projected a heck of a lot better than you could potentially finish? Does it change at all? You know, I mean, obviously you can't you can't say back-to-back uh, you know, bowl seasons, uh, winning seasons, uh, that, that, that's, that's something that you'd, you'd have to alter a little bit, but I mean, just the same, same pitch as far as the culture and what, what they, what they want in a player and what they will provide for a player once he gets there and, uh, you know, and, and same pitch to the parents. So, uh, yeah, they, they, I, I think, uh, you need to definitely uh, get to a bowl game and, and continue that trend, but uh, that 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 would that that would alter a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Hey, give us a little update on basketball. I know early signing periods coming up. Arkansas's you know got some top guys and blockers. One I know you wrote wrote about this week. Just kind of give our audience a, a kind of a quick update. I know we're all in football mode, but basketball mode is uh, we're already looking at it here a little bit. Yeah, Layden Blocker will sign his national letter of intent on, on Texas Street. Uh, uh, is it Bordinos? What? What? what I, I forget. Bordinos. Uh, Bordinos. I'm sorry. And uh, at seven o'clock on Saturday, uh, obviously that'd be a, a great event either way. But it'd be even a greater event uh, with a win because people will be even more enthusiastic. But still, uh, he'll sign at uh, seven o'clock Saturday night, and then then. Uh, on the 15th, you're waiting on uh, Bay Fall to, to sign, along with his uh, uh, cousin, a sign uh, uh, drop uh, on the uh, around 5.30, yeah, 5.30 Central Time uh, on the 15th. Those are the two that you're waiting on. And I think Arkansas is in good shape with both, but uh, we'll just have to see on the 15th. How do you keep up with all these dates for the various sports? I guess you, you probably plug them in your calendar, but – there isn't a recruiting calendar. Maybe you can download it to your Apple calendar. I don't. That's what we all need to keep up with. I don't know how you keep up with all this stuff. Uh, open period, dead period, early signing periods, all these things. Yeah, uh, it can be a chat. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I have to look it up sometimes. Uh, I mean, as far as the uh, contact periods, 
uh, dead periods. And I mean, traditionally, the dead period starts uh, uh, right after signing day. Uh, the early signing period, I mean, for football, for football, uh, goes a month uh, from say middle of uh, December to to uh, middle of uh, January. That that's a given. So that's easy to remember. But there's some of the others that I definitely have to look up. Richard, last question here for me. Tom, if you got something else, let me know. When you think about where Arkansas basketball was in recruiting to where it is now and the caliber of players that are being brought in every single year, lanes of five-star, the guys that you dop and, and fall are both five-stars, how much has that changed from not just one coaching staff to another, but really the last two decades? How much of a difference has it been? God, night and day. I mean, it, it, totally night and day. I mean, uh, only time that Arkansas, you know, at least uh, previously before uh, Coach Musk got here, only time Arkansas signed a, a four-star or anything like that was a, an in-state guy uh, with Coach Musk and them. And, I mean, you see they're, they're on 20, 30 guys that are uh, – uh, high-profile type prospects in just about every class, and, and probably maybe even maybe even more than that, but usually around twenty or thirty. Because it, 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 I, I see names that I, you know pop up that I, I'm not even aware of. I mean, or I've, or I've forgotten. I may may remember that they had a an offer, but uh, it, it, it's uh, I haven't ever seen anything like this at Arkansas uh, as far as. Uh, being in the contention for uh, the best of the best on a consistent basis in landing them uh, and being able to get go out of state and get those uh, four and five stars, that's, that's something that, that you just haven't seen at Arkansas, uh, you know, in basketball for sure. We'll leave it there, Richard. Appreciate your time this morning, and we'll continue to talk next week as we get close, closer to the early national sign period for football. Sounds good, guys. Have a good day. You got it, All man. Right. Richard Davenport with us every Thursday here on the Morning Rush. I know some of you are making plans to be at the game. Some of you won't get up the hill that early uh, from the River Valley. I want to talk to those that are listening in and around the Fort Smith area. Joe's Grill is going to be open, ready to go right before game time. They open at 1045 on Saturday. Dollar tacos all day long on Saturday. And they'll have the half-price apps and taps during the game. So, if you're looking for a place that's warm and <laughs> it's not windy and cold outside and uh, be around hog fans that want to root on the Razorbacks against LSU, Joe's is where we recommend you go. And, again, all day long, the uh, the chicken and crispy crispy chicken and crispy beef tacos are $1 each. They'll have some other Saturday specials, pork carnita tacos, brisket tacos, 8-inch beef burritos. They will all be on special this weekend, plus the half-price apps and taps during the game. It's all at Joe's Grill, uh, South 74th Street across from Harps, and root on the hogs at Joe's in Fort Smith. We mentioned early national signing period for football. It's kind of already started in other sports. Chris wants to point out that his cousin, Jaden Wells, officially signed with the Razorback softball team yesterday congrats well, to Jaden we had a more this, importantly congrats to her parents yeah <laughs> women's basketball signed two soccer signed 13 I can't remember how many the softball and Cordy Diefel signed but yeah I got those got those emails yesterday I was kind of going through it kind of like Richard was saying Tommy I don't write any of these stuff down so I didn't even know that it started yesterday in certain sports until I received those emails basically yeah you got put on account guys like Richard and all the others that cover recruiting daily they they know it by heart but uh yeah there's a lot of dates and periods and things to keep up with that's for sure and uh 
I guess we got to keep up with it. Maybe maybe put it on our calendars. You know, you, you on your phone, you got these calendars. You can click on holiday calendars. You can add birthdays, and we need a recruiting count. Maybe there is one. Maybe I need to look it up where you can add a recruiting calendar to your uh, to your Apple phone calendar. See, you use that. I do, I do, I'm old school. I got my planner that I write stuff down. I, I can't keep up with it on my phone or Google Calendar or anything. like. I have to have a concrete hard copy with me at all times. I, I can't do it digitally for some reason. Yeah, I got mine synced with my Outlook, and it's it's all there. So, yeah, I've always got it on the go with me. So. Need you to rate this recruiting pitch from Big Mike. He said his would be, hey, we need better players. Beat the other guy or gal out and you can start rate that recruiting pitch one to ten if mike was a coach somewhere up on the hill well you know probably need a little more pizzazz but i i like the essence of what he's saying i wouldn't trust any coach that came in and guaranteed my kid playing time he came in i would guarantee someone to start i'm going to guarantee you this only thing you a coach should ever guarantee and i think that's the way most of most of them do is guarantee you an opportunity um because you know no coach particularly not the head coach should ever be guaranteeing anyone a starting role or anything before they even arrived on campus. How much has that changed with NIL? Because it seemed like playing time is still the end-all, be-all for a, a number of years. Has has it been surpassed? Has it been passed by the extracurricular stuff that you can get? Well, it's definitely a factor. I mean, I think with the five stars and the you know those top – 50 to 100 players is probably early in the conversation. I mean, but I think even, you know, I think the more leverage you got is based on the talent you got. So, I mean, um, depends on how much leverage you have in that conversation. I would be leery if I was on the other side as the coach of the school or whatever, that being the first thing. But, you know, let's just face it, that's, that's the business model that's been set up moving forward. And NIL and uh, the transfer portal, I believe, are why you're seeing some of the perennial powerhouses particularly Alabama, maybe, you know, having the, the gap is narrowed. I heard Greeny talking about this earlier that, you know, when the UConn had that run 110 of the last 17 at one point national championships and Gino Ariama said it's not our job to get worse, it's everyone else's job to get better. I don't know that is Alabama really any worse. Probably not. Everyone else has just gotten better. And I think NIL helps – you know, move recruits around that otherwise would have all funneled to Tuscaloosa. I think that's a good point. You know, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard from this guy in a while. Tommy, has Tiger Bait ever called the morning rush? I know he's well, called on these airwaves. Before. He has not called the morning rush. Now, it is LSU week, so, I mean, it's easy for him to, to crow, particularly after last week. But I, I heard Ruskin and Zach bait him out, essentially, last week, and he did – call in i heard him on the afternoon show so he did call in i guess i yeah. missed that call well, i think he's, he's the best opposing radio caller that we have now we don't have a lot of those on these airwaves we you know that a good <laughs> they, chunk of you they, won, they pondered whether he was still in jail or not it was it was really a funny call last what week did he didn't hear it. what did he elaborate on what did he, what <laughs> he, kind of he intel no he, he wasn't in jail <laughs> that was pretty, pretty much the essence of his call someone from fort smith had said hey the guys on the radio are talking about you see so called in and, uh, of course, he had to go into his tiger bait spiel and uh, all that. I figure he is, uh, you know, he'll be there somewhere lurking around the stadium this weekend. Does he live in Arkansas or does he live in Louisiana? I believe he lives in Little Rock. I guess that's just a, um, is it maybe a Katrina transplant or something, I would assume? 
I'd I guess. Think they just, I think they just threw him out of the state down there. Told him to get kicked, out and stay out. Kicked so, him out. Yeah. Is there another opposing radio caller that we've had over the years on Sports Talk in Arkansas that I'm just not thinking of? No, he's he's the best one. Okay. He, he, he's a pot stirrer. He, he's a, I wish he'd called more often. He's he's an entertaining call. I know, some of these old school guys, they'll call me like I can control all of this. So, you don't even put that call on my blah, 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 blah. You know, that, they don't agree with me, so don't, don't listen to me anymore. You know, that, those kind of emails calls i get you know all the time but i think he's an entertaining caller and uh i, I think he's he, he stirs the pot and he gets people fired up but i mean listen lsu hadn't had a lot to crow about you know they had the national title under orgeron other than that the last what five or six years now, i know last week you know you're living on a little bit of a high right now but you know there hadn't been a lot to crow about for LSU. that's why that's one reason he's kind of went away there hadn't been a lot to brag about with lsu what does it say about LSU if Brian Kelly and company win the national championship, or excuse me, win the SEC championship and make it to the college football playoff? I said earlier this week, I think it's the best job in the country, and I think I would well, be almost validated at that point. If your last three coaches had made the national, had won a national championship, and your first year head coach could get to a college football playoff, how do you think that cha- or it maybe changes or validates the perception of LSU football? Let me answer it this way. Imagine if, if I get my timeline timeline wrong, correct me. But imagine if Nick Saban had never went to the Dolphins, and he stayed at LSU. How many national titles would he have? I think he'd have more than he would at Alabama. I agree. So I mean, um, you know, and how long would he have been there? Now it would have been when did he go there? Oh. They won their first wow. national championship. Used to not beat him at LSU. Correct. Uh, while he was at LSU, but he won his first national title. Was at oh three. They three? beat Oklahoma twenty-one to fourteen. How many more would he have at this point? I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think he'd have passed the bear long ago. And uh, you know, I don't know what else they would have named after him down there. I guess the highest honor is some kind of. Some kind of Cajun dish that, they, you know, would they have changed the name of Etouffee to Saban or I don't know. <laughs> but but he would be, a, you know, Jumb- Nick Jambalaya or something. They, they'd had to – I mean, he, I, I can't imagine where LSU football would be if he had stayed and, and been there all along. I mean, trees don't grow to the sky, but still, um, I think he'd have more national titles if he had stayed at LSU than going to the Dolphins. Not just because of the years lost – but I think it was it was just more set up in Baton Rouge. Cody in Hot Springs says the Tiger Bait better call now because LSU basketball looked <laughs> awful last night, and he doesn't think he'll have anything to talk about in basketball season. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Traylon Burks could be back as early as this Sunday. Be back in the locker room with my teammates, um, see the coaches, the staff. It's a good feeling. Hard work, uh, dedication, just uh, putting my mind to the ground and just to get back and be out here for the team. How you feel? I feel great. You think you got a chance to? Do you think you got a chance to maybe get back out there and contribute uh, maybe Sunday against the Broncos? Um, you know that's the plan. We're just gonna see how this week goes and you know work hard and you know let God take care of the rest. Tommy, I know it's disappointing for Arkansas Razorback fans who made the trek to Kansas City last week, hoping they get to see Burks in addition to their Chiefs or Titans. But maybe his health, it just had to wait a week and maybe gets to play against the Broncos this weekend. I'd be good to see him out there. And I know a lot of people have made that trek up there because uh, it was close. They like the Chiefs, but they like Burks too. So uh, it'd be good to be able to tune in and watch the Titans and see him back out there, hopefully. Other news, Nick Smith Jr. and injury-wise, here's Coach Muss on the status of his star combo guard. Day-to-day, and, you know, he's not going to practice today. He's not going to practice tomorrow. So, you know, I would anticipate that he, you know, is not going to play. Kind of leave that up to to the trainer and, and Nick. Tommy, not a lot of info there. Still kind of waiting to see the timeline on what Nick Smith Jr. it looks like for him when he returns. And I have no idea when we're going to see him back in a Razorback uniform on the floor. Well, hopefully by the Troy game, you'd like to have him have some work in. That's next Wednesday, I believe. If he doesn't play against Fordham on Friday, he's probably not the end of the world. You'd like to see some minutes, 10, 12 minutes, I don't know, something like that in the Troy game before they head over to uh, to Maui. Now, they're going to play Louisville in the first game. I don't know if you saw what happened with Louisville last time, but they lost by 20 to, was it Bellamarine? Um, so Louisville's not off to a great start either. They lost an exhibition game to a Division II program. They had uh, a bad performance last night. So um, you got a really good chance, I believe, to go win the first game uh, based on what we've seen so far of your first opponent in Maui. 
And just a reminder, if you have season tickets for Razorback basketball and you can't attend, you can always transfer them to MUS, M-U-S-X, tickets, T, or excuse me, ticks, T-I-X, at uark.edu, so other people can go. Friday night before a football game, Tommy, I guess we'd have a decent crowd at Budwall and Arena this upcoming well, night. Well, you know, most of the Northwest Arkansas hotels are going to have a two-night minimum. So a lot of people will stay Friday night. Plus, it's an 11 a.m. start. You're already in town. Might as well get up and watch it. There'll be, you know, a lot of high school teams that didn't make the playoffs that aren't playing. There'll be some that are on buys in Northwest Arkansas. So I think there'll be a, a decent crowd, and it's going to be cold outside. So what else? You know, you don't want to do anything outside in the evening. So yeah, I think there'll be a decent crowd there. Heard Dave Van Horn talking about in kind of his end of fall press conference that the team's 2023 season opener in Arlington against Texas is going to be at 7 o'clock. You've got it at Globe Life, and he's expecting over 20,000 fans in attendance for that. I think that's going to be a fun little series. We passed Globe Life on the way to AT&T Stadium. I have yet to go inside it, but, man, it looks like a spectacle from just driving around it. You may not know. I don't know what 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 became of or what are they doing with the old ballpark there in Arlington that where the Rangers played. They've got you know? that whole sports metroplex out there. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna tear it down or what they're gonna do with it, Tommy. I'm you know, I'm not. That's the guy not that. like it's fifty years old. No. That ballpark is twenty, twenty, maybe twenty. I don't. know. It's not that old. I agree. I don't. I think some people were surprised that they. I guess they wanted an indoor facility, but. I don't oh, know. Yeah. So it was so hot, people wouldn't show up in the summer. That's the problem. That's uh, a good question that I do not know the other yeah. the answer to. We we talked about this a little bit in hour number one. You had a good chunk of of signees sign on the dotted line yesterday. Women's basketball got two, including in state Jenna Lawrence, who plays at Farmington. You've also got the Arkansas soccer team that signed thirteen. Uh, softball team signed a good chunk under Courtney Diefel. Also the What's the other sport that I'm missing? Golf had one. Yeah, golf had one. So a good chunk Women's of assignees yesterday for Razorback Sports. Now the big sports coming up being Arkansas basketball, which we're expecting. Unless something changes, you'll have Layden Blocker sign uh, this the November the 14th, which I guess is is that a Sunday? Trying to, I don't have my calendar in front of me. The 14th? Is that no, the, the Sunday? No, Monday, isn't it? A Monday. Okay, so that's that's when he'll November be signing. November 14th is Monday, and next then, Monday. And then Bayfall and Asandi Op, who I think Richard said this morning, were the 15th, correct? 15th. When they're two, making their, their decision, I think that's how he said. And so those are kind of the other signees, and then football is coming up in December. That's kind of the ones that I know a lot of you are, are interested in. That's going to do it for your Hog Update this morning. It's brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Tommy, apparently it's area code day. When There's three area codes in Arkansas, correct? Just three? 870-501. The original, the OG 501, and then, of course, 479. I was unaware that Arkansas, at a point in time, only had one area code. Oh, yeah. I mean, most of my childhood, that's, um, I don't know when the 870 and 479 came. I guess with the initial explosion of Northwest Arkansas, we just, I think, ran out of numbers and people had fax lines. You know, fax lines came around. I don't know if you remember, you know, every business had multiple lines and then added a fax. I think we, you know, you, at some point you just run 501 and then you got seven digits, you run out. Mm hmm. 
So when you hear 501, when you hear 479, when you're 870, what's the first thing you think of? I think of Razorbacks, 479. I think of our great scenery in the natural state when I think 870. And I think hometown when I think 501. Those what that's what comes to my mind. What do you think of when you first hear oh, those I, area codes? I think Arkansans have pretty well. I mean, the eight seven zero. If you look at the map on that thing, that is all over the place. You may be in Texarkana, or you may be in Jonesboro. There is it's like the four seven nines Northwest Arkansas, the five zero ones Little Rock and Central Arkansas, and then everything else is eight seven zero. So um, it's kind of it's kind of a uh, you know you never know where you're at. So yeah, I think. I don't know what to think about eight seven zero, but I, you know, five zero one is clearly a little. Rock. I think Derek McFadden made that famous in our state. Yeah, he did with the uh, the five zero one on the on the biceps. He he coined that. I again, I didn't know until nineteen ninety seven that that was the only area code being the five zero one. But it is kind of weird, like you said, when you get to a map, you think it would be kind of specific based on a certain pocket of the state, but it's really not as spread out as it is with the eight seven zero. Yeah. So uh, should be, uh, you know, at, I don't know. Do we ever see a fourth one in this state? So what are the qualifications for that population that you have to add one? I, I don't I know don't how this see, works. I, I don't know. I mean, everybody's got, you know, mobile phones now. I mean, you know, fax lines and all that stuff. I don't know if we'll ever have the crunch for all the uh, the numbers anymore. No one, once you get a uh, cell phone number, man, you never change that, do you? Nope. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Who's going to play quarterback on Saturday? Now, Tommy, I think that you and I are in agreement on this. KJ's going to start, but Malik's going to play. How do you see it kind of playing out on Saturday? question is how much does Malik play? That, that, that's yep. the question. I, I'm i not sure I have the answer to, but because uh, we really don't know how healthy KJ is. Has he gotten any better? Is You know, if he's the same, has he gotten worse? You know, did he, you know, those are the things that I think coaches, you know, clearly being a little coy about that. I think some of this, to a degree, is gamesmanship, but I think there's been real discussions about, hey, where do you, where do you go this week? What do you do this week with it? Because I'm not confident, and I'd love to be wrong, that Malik can come in, you just put him in at starter, and everything's going to be fine. I, I just don't think there's, you know, pixie dust we can just sprinkle over this offense, and Malik Hornsby's the one that can scatter that and, and bring you the, the kind of success you're going to need to beat LSU. Let's just be honest. If Malik plays a good chunk on the game on Saturday, I don't see how you're going to beat the LSU Tigers. I just don't. And I, I, I hope the very best for the kid. I hope I'm dead stinking wrong and that if he plays, he goes out of his mind. He goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and just rips them apart. I just don't see it. I'm just being honest. And I think you guys agree with that listening. Gals agree with that listening if you're being honest. Let's hear what Clifton Levac thinks. Clifton Who's going to play quarterback for the Arkansas Razorbacks on Saturday? They all talk about, uh, you know, how they're still picking a hurt KJ, but 
I think back to that Mississippi State game, and although obviously Malik threw some interceptions, you know, they picked Cade Gordon first to start, and it was obvious that Malik was the better option as the game went on. And, I've, you know, I've just heard talk that, you know, he's, he's just one of those guys that's a gamer, and he doesn't practice well, but when it's game time, the lights come on. And, again, I know he threw some interceptions, but I just think that's a piece of the puzzle that, that's worth considering when they evaluated who they wanted to start for Mississippi State and how that turned out. That's, a, I think, a good point, Clifton. Let's go back to that game for a sec, Tommy. So he throws two picks, but he also has a great touchdown to Bryce Stevens. He made that that breathtaking play early on in the game. I think it was his first or second play from scrimmage when he basically took a read option 50 or 60 yards or whatever. So he's he's shown moments, and that was also on the road in a hostile environment in Davis Wade Stadium. How much easier could it slow down for him at home in Donald W., you think? I think, it, you know, he was – callers making the point that we've been making. He's just saying it a little different. Kendall Bryles, there's been multiple opportunities, and every opportunity they've had to put Malik in, um, it, you know, they, they've went a different direction other than Mississippi State. And, um, you know, we, we know the outcome of, of what happened there. There's been flashes. You, that's why we keep falling back in love. We see these moments where he takes off and shows the speed. But this is also another game where, let's be honest, that, you know, some of the biggest beast and most grown men in this league reside on that LSU front. I mean, that's just where, where they're at traditionally. Uh, and this may not be a classic great LSU team, but they're in the driver's seat to win the division. Malik's not exactly the most, uh, you know, fully physically developed guy. He is not KJ, who's 240 pounds. He is he was slender. He is slim. That's what makes him fast. But, Ty, i got to wonder about his durability in a game like this where you got some, I mean, some grown men out there for LSU. Yeah, and I would agree with you in some capacity. And then the other, I would just point to Bryce Young, who's one of the smallest quarterbacks in college football. And I know Drew Sanders uh, is part of that this year. But outside of that, he has not really suffered. I mean, he was fully healthy all last season. It just depends. It depends on if they're able to get their hands on him. Two guys you got to monitor and that Arkansas is going to be aware of all day Saturday. That's Ojolari, Ojolari, preseason All-American, and Harold Perkins, the outstanding freshman for LSU. Next caller, Charlie Canman, who's going to play quarterback for Arkansas on Saturday? Uh, I think you guys are right. I think KJ is going to start this game. Um, let me ask you guys something, though. I know it's going to be cold Saturday. What is the win going to be? I haven't. I haven't. Ten to fifteen, the, I believe, Charlie. Which makes wind okay, chills well, going to be probably in the low 30s. Well, let me tell you something. You know, as far with KJ and this shoulder, um, can he drive the football, you know, uh, consistently enough when the wind is blowing 15 miles an hour? It's going to be my question with that shoulder. I know that KJ's the better passer. I, I, I get that. But we also know Malik throws that thing 100. What do y'all think? 110 miles an hour every time he throws it. <laughs> I mean, even on that touchdown to Stevens, it was a line freaking drive deep ball. And then that flat pass that he missed, he just he just overshot it. He just threw it so hard. The one good thing I think now, guys, is Malik's been getting most of the reps the last two weeks. Going into that Mississippi State game, we all know Kay Fortin was getting a lot of reps. 
and Malik was not. So Malik was not happy. But Malik's been getting reps. I know he's not the greatest practice player. But, you know, I think that does help him. I worry more so, Ty, about the protection and how we run the football in this game. I think they're going to be better in that capacity. It, it just comes back to what Coach Pittman said at the top or open. It's pride. If you're going to be a finalist for the Joe Moore Award and have a performance like you did last week, Tommy, then you got to show up this week. Every offensive lineman, Luke Jones, Brady Latham, Bo Limmer, Ricky Stromberg, and Dalton Wagner, who's kind of uh, a... A concern at this point. Coach Pittman talked about that a little bit yesterday. He seems to have confidence in Ty Keese, though, if that's the case. You got to show up with some, some well, gut this stuff this week. Why do you say well, that? Well, because I think last week was a one-off. I mean, have you consistently seen poor play? Show me any other game where you said, boy, the O-line stunk today. We've seen it once. So, I mean, they've been consistent. They, they were not good last week. Now, no one's arguing that, but there's no reason to believe what we saw last week's the new normal. Right? Well, wouldn't you say that LSU's defensive staff could look at the things that Liberty did and use those same things against Arkansas because they have better players. They have a lot better players. What, what did you Liberty about do the, that was so different? Well, you've talked about the speed. We've talked about the stunts and the variety of things they did. I well, would how do you think get that, faster? If you're LSU, how do you just get faster? Well, LSU is faster, Tommy. You're going to yeah. tell me that Liberty well, has... I'm mean, his... I mean, just saying, if you watch the Liberty tape, I don't know how you... I mean, it's not like you're going to you know, turn the knob and get faster. That ain't how it works. Well, that's but... what I'm saying. If LSU is able to take advantage or see what Liberty took advantage of, they have better players, and they probably have a better coaching staff on the defensive side of the football, that would at least lead me to believe that there's an idea that LSU could have similar success against Arkansas based on a team that had no business stopping the Razorbacks well, last week doing that. How much of it was Liberty did something schematically different and then and how much of it was just Arkansas pay, played poorly? The speed was part of it. But that you know, Liberty was not oversized by any stretch. Um, I'm not sure there's schematically a a lot that that Liberty threw at Arkansas that was just, you know, never seen before type of stuff. So um, we'll see. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. All right, last call before we get to Tom Murphy. Brad is in Fayetteville. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, if KJ's not 100%, I'd probably go with Hornsby. But my my question is, uh, has Isaiah Santina played this year at all? Yeah, special teams and played what got the ball in a handoff uh, game before last, I guess, in the Auburn game, right? So what, what, two games? Yeah, I mean he's played sparingly, but mainly it's he's been yes, I think two games is right, but don't hold me to that. So he could probably play both Ole Miss and or LSU and two games and still keep his redshirt, right? Four is the limit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. You got I it, think, Brad. I think that's right. He's got two games. I mean, get that handoff. That was the Auburn game, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't have every participation chart in front of me, but I believe we're right on that. So. I think you're right on that. Let's talk with Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat, Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. Tom, good morning. Thanks for always making some time for us. I heard you ask Coach Pittman about Quincy McAdoo, and Sam Pittman was talking about 
He wanted to see him play. He didn't care if he missed a coverage here and there. He didn't care if there was a play that he didn't know. He just wanted to see him play. And he showed out. Interception, pass breakup, block punt. How much more do we see of Quincy McAdoo these remaining three regular season games? Hey, good morning, everybody. Yeah, I would guess that he will, will likely start. Um, the the situation with Miles Slusher kind of complicated everything where, you know, uh, Malik Chavis might have to play some nickel along with Jaden Johnson. And Quincy McAdoo will be tested by LSU, and he'll probably give up some reception. Um, but he's got <clears throat> he's got the speed, you know, he's got the hips, and, you know, the talent. Uh, is he a great technician yet? I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, I, the way he explained it was, you tell him, you cover that guy and don't let him catch a pass, well, that's pretty <laughs> – Pretty explanatory, and uh, he did a good job. He broke up a pass in the end zone that, uh, you know, if he if he can pick that, they may maybe deny one of Liberty's touchdowns, and he certainly just t- took a ball away from Noah Frith um, when, you know, Liberty would have been inside the red zone and, you know, could have put the game away. And, honestly, that play sparked the comeback, and, you know, if they successfully converted the two-point conversion, who knows, might have won the game. So Quincy McAdoo had an impact on that game, and Arkansas needs more guys who just make flash plays. Miles Slusher not playing this weekend. No one really cares one way or another about Anthony Brown because he doesn't play, but Miles has an impact in the run and the passing game. Tom, how big of a loss is it not having him at Barry Odom's disposal on Saturday? Well, it's big, but, you know, they've had to get used to that because, I mean, he's missed, I want to say, four games already this year due to due to various injuries in the opener and then in the Bama game. So uh, they've learned to, to deal with that, and guys have moved around and shuffled. And, um, look, LSU's got plenty of talent on the edges and in the slot, and it's going to be a real test for Jaden Johnson. He has not been the greatest in coverage. Um, you know, they got DeMario Douglas in the slot on him last week and had some big plays. So uh, they're just going to have to tighten things up, and their pass rush has got to be a little bit better too. Tom, we've been talking about this quarterback situation most of the morning. I'd love to hear your take and what you think will happen and maybe if you had the, uh, your hands on the controls, what you might do. Well, the, the component that we're, everybody who talks about this is missing is knowing exactly how KJ's feeling. You know, we, we know that he – probably has a very high pain tolerance and Sam Pittman dropped out there that you know he feels better than he did last week well he played last week well did he play and it was too much soreness the next day etc that you don't want to risk it I don't know that's why um, I think there's a little bit of a verbal game going on here and it's kind of what Hugh Freeze did last week with the you know Charlie Brewer's hand is swollen and Bennett had the flu and maybe he practiced a little bit more than Hugh Freeze let on but, you know, there's a little bit of a guessing game. And, you know, they would have to play a pretty pretty clean game with Malik Hornsby at quarterback. Uh, have to Because ball security has been an issue with him, you know, they'd have to get a few more stops than we're used to, maybe make something happen on special teams, have a special player, too, on offense with Malik at quarterback because your margin for error is less. I mean, he, he cannot – break tackles in the pocket and you know for instance the LSU play last year that KJ made that was a play of the game to Dominic Johnson 
I don't think Hornsby can get out of that grasp. I mean, maybe he's a little faster and doesn't get in the grasp to, to begin with, but he doesn't have the experience at reading everything that, that KJ does. I mean, I'm sure they'll put up a, a, a good fight with KJ and give themselves a chance to win or, or with Malik. So, um, I don't know. I think he's going to play this one out right up till game day on whether or not KJ is healthy enough to go. I keep coming back, and I think maybe we discussed this Tuesday, maybe we didn't, but you know, from all accounts, Malik got the snaps last week in practice, and that still wasn't enough for them to go that direction. Um, they watched them all. They still didn't, in my opinion, I mean, based on what we're seeing, they didn't have enough confidence that they would rather have gone with a 70 or 80% or whatever KJ is over a you know, what should be 100% Malik. So that, to me, tells you where the coach's evaluation is. Well, yeah, we did talk about this on Tuesday. And I, the thing, the component here, Tommy, is that K.J. said he wanted to play. I mean, he, he said he felt good enough to play. And when he's your starter, and as, as the quote from Sam Pittman about from Kendall Browse was, he's our guy, you kind of go with your guy. I mean, he's led you some huge wins. And um, so that's why I think Sam Pittman was pretty adamant yesterday. He said it multiple times. We have confidence. And Malik Hornsby, the team does, and the coaches do. Um, and uh, we will see. I, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of a gamesmanship to this. Um, and I hope the quarterbacks are, you know, kind of on board with what the vocal comments, the public comments that Sam Pittman makes um, are about trying to help the team. Tom Murphy with us, Arkansas Democrat, is at Whole Hawk Sports. Something else you asked through the SEC teleconference, Tom, was about Brian Kelly's dominance in November as of late. 17 straight wins in November. What did you make of his answer when you asked him that yesterday? Well, I guess he was being a little bit um, humble about it. Um, and I went back and looked up every one of them. I mean, there's Stanford wins, USC. I mean, maybe those teams weren't at their peak. Um, but, you know, Virginia, Navy, um, I think there was a Cle the Clemson win from a couple years ago that was overtime game, a, a big, a big shootout in that one. Uh, so what it says is uh, they keep their belief no matter if they have early season losses. Um, uh, they they're physical in November. They're relatively healthy, and so a lot of things go into that. He made sure to point out on Monday that no kind of climate conditions are going to affect the mental state of his team. Like we practiced outside in January and February, it was 50 degrees and 40 degrees. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it's probably going to be in the 40s on Saturday, but uh, and, and you know, could be could be a little bit frigid. So we'll see how they do. I, I don't doubt that the LSU players are on a nice high when you beat Alabama. That happens, and they'll be prepared for this game. Um, Arkansas, you know, the chips are down on them a little bit, but I expect a a strong effort from them. You mentioned LSU players. We know that Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks are going to be the ones that Arkansas fans will be monitoring a good chunk of Saturday's performance. I heard Kelly talking about the players want to go get this boot back. We saw Les Miles struggle mightily at times in this series after they lose to Alabama or Friday after Thanksgiving, depending on when this occurred. How do you think Brian Kelly approaches this first rivalry game and what do you think he should do stressing or just treating it as another game when it comes to the importance of the golden boot 
Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts. One, if this was a Les Miles team and they had just come off beating Alabama, uh, then I would think the Razorbacks have a shot. You know, he, they had they had trouble, uh, you know, maintaining peak performance here and there under Les Miles. I think you have to give Brian Kelly his props. Uh, a lot of people said bad fit. Um, what is he doing moving moving to the south? He's never coached down here. They lost their opener to Florida State. There was a lot of negativity with the receiver Butte. And they've managed to steady the ship and, and play physical. I mean, you know, they beat Auburn uh, on the plains just like Arkansas did, but they really had to fight. I mean, Greg Brooks had to take the ball away from a guy late in the game. And I think they got a huge uh, play from B.J. Ojolari in that game, too. But the, uh, the Brian Kelly regime is, is working. I think the players believe in what they're doing. And he's not going to overlook – the Arkansas game, just because they came off a huge win over Bama and have huge games left, uh, I think they're going to apply. I, I think I think they're going to be very focused. It's going to take a a very superb Arkansas effort to win this game. Yeah. You think we'll see a turnaround early from the offensive line in this game? I mean, what do you accredit last week's? You know, I, I think it's a one-off based on what we've seen all year. Is is it going to be a one-off? How will the offensive line look different? Yeah, they'll play better. I mean, th- these are these are be- bigger, be- better D de- t- tackles and DNs. I think the the Liberty scheme just got to them, and they were coming high at KJ on the mesh, and it was making it tough for him to. It, it, he gave the ball to Rocket a few times, and he kept it a few times, and there'd be a defender on one of them almost immediately because the O line was getting whipped, and they tried to get underneath that, and they just struggled to do it. I mean, they they gashed him several times, three Rocket Sanders runs in a row some A.J. Green runs, but they just weren't consistent with it. So I expect them to have a better effort. Um, I also expect LSU to try to employ some of the same tactics uh, because it is in their arsenal to confuse the blocking schemes and basically run run blitzing. Um, and when they look at last year's tape, they can see that when, when they came with total blitz, that Arkansas struggled to connect. I mean, it, it took K.J.'s Herculean effort to get out of that sack and hit Dominic Johnson on the, you know, really the, the big play of the game. So, I don't know. I think the O-line will be better. I do feel like it was more of a one-off. Uh, but it's also a result of when you played a tough schedule week after week after week and you're in that grind, it is hard to get mentally up for every game. And no matter what the players say or think, um, they were a 14-point favorite and maybe they felt that. I'm sure Sam Pittman and the staff were very concerned that Liberty had, you know, the, the fireworks on offense and enough scheme on defense that they could give Arkansas trouble, and that's what they did. Tom, you're the best. We'll talk to you next week, uh, hopefully following <laughs> a Razorback victory. All right, man. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. Right. Tom Murphy, uh, Arkansas Democrat, Gazette with us every Tuesday and Thursday here on the Morning Rush. Ty, I know another big weekend coming up uh, at the Majestic soon. There's a lot of great local live music that you can hear. Yeah, MajesticFortSmith.com if you want to check out all the different artists that they have coming in. Tomorrow night, 49 Winchester and Kendall Marvel with Adam Chaffins. Again, MajesticFortSmith.com. Concert starts at 8. Doors open at 7. Tickets are just $22.25. All the info, everything you need, MajesticFortSmith.com. Tommy, we kind of addressed it with Richard. How big of a game is this for recruiting to get back on track 
from that line of thinking. Well, I think, as Richard said, it's it's the down-the-line recruits. It's not the ones you're planning to sign in December that, that waffle on a game like that. It's, it's the ones you're trying to forge the relationship with and build the relationship out for 24s, 25s, and those guys. So uh, I don't think it, it's, it, it's probably a, a fan overreaction more so than the prospects that you're recruiting. You just can't let last week become a trend. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. We're talking about area codes. It's 479-443-1800. Or see what I'm talking about in at the mill.com online. Clay, do LSU fans actually smell like corn dogs? <laughs> I've never noticed that, but maybe they do. By the way, you know, you could put Ty at the end of the mill and put him in the Mickey Mouse room. Well, if they had one, that's where he would go. That no, no the Disney suite, it. don't they have it? They have they have several suites there that are uh, themed. I, yeah. I think it's the Disney suite. That's where you'd put Ty. I love yeah. Mickey Mouse growing up. That was a great cartoon. I I can't say I've watched it in several years. They have, don't they have like a, a Monet suite and a in a Frank Lloyd Wright suite? I mean, I, they may have changed them, but you know, Gene and I really enjoy staying at those in those suites. Yeah, my brother he's been to Disney, and then we'll get on on to what we came here to talk I'm about. I'm sorry, he, he took his kids down there this week, and of course that. Category one's going through. He sent me a picture. The weather's great here in Orlando. It was like rain pelting him in the face sideways. Yeah, the, uh, the mouse ears do not stay on the kids, right? Yeah. So, so what's he? Looking, what's he paying? Like five or six hundred a night to stay indoors and not get to enjoy any of the festivities he's paying for, Tommy? Is that right? Well, I, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I just know he sent me a picture of the weather that uh, that. Uh, it's not. It's not what you signed up for when you plan to take your, your no kids question to, to well, Disney. The weather's going to have a, somewhat of an impact on Saturday. And Clay, you probably heard Brian Kelly say earlier this week that oh, we practice in forty and fifty degree weather in January and February, so we'll be fine. I mean, is that going to play any sort of role on Saturday? Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it always has. And I, I can I can recall games, and it's not just LSU, but, you know, Texas A&M and all their players are from South Texas, and Jackie Sherrill was a head coach. And they came up, and they didn't have any coats, and it was, you know, one of those uh, 35 to 40-degree days in Fayetteville. And, I mean, those guys just wanted to be gone. I mean, they, they were miserable. I think it was 35 to nothing, and I, I've seen, you know, several of the LSU games. I guess the very first one, uh, when S- Arkansas joined the SEC, I mean, they had a snowball fight in the in the stands. The students did. And, That's awesome. And, uh, you know, they just crushed LSU. I mean, I, I believe that 17 to nothing game was a really cold night, and you could tell LSU didn't want to be there. I mean, it, it you know, the body language – um, you know, it, it just, it just was obvious. And, you know, Brian Kelly, you know, his, his background is, is not, you know, South Louisiana. I do not think he gets it as far as that goes. Now, I think he's a really good coach. Uh, and the best thing to do is to say that it's not going to bother you. You know, if you start saying we're, you know, we're making preparation for this or that. Well, I'm sure they'll have heaters on the sideline. That, that'll be something to watch real quickly if they do have that kind of preparation. And do they, do they have coats for their players? Because you need them. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's part of what happens in November when, you know, the, the teams in the, you know, the, the lower areas of the South, you know, go to teams a little further north. And, you know, you go, you go to Kentucky. You can have the same thing. You know, that would LSU be that's a home field advantage. I think I heard Brian Kelly say in his press conference earlier that they're just going to have a cauldron of gumbo on the sideline. I think that's what they're going to <laughs> yeah. stay warm. Yeah, yeah big, a little big, bit big of crown, a big non, a ca- but not a pot. They're going to have a cauldron a and cauldron. a bottle of crown. One at one at each end. Yeah, that'd be a good way. Yeah, to they stay got warm. some food down there that's spicy to warm up your belly, but I don't think it'll warm up your your, your fingers. Yeah, so. We've talked about this offensive line. I know that's one of your favorite topics or areas to yeah. get into. They played miserable by their standard last week. So across the board, why did why did it happen, and will it be different this week, and why? Yeah, I think that you know two things uh, bothered them. First of all, I thought they were uh, outquicked uh, with the things that that they were seeing. That it was happening faster than they could adjust the twists. In the stunts, and uh, you know, and I add to it that I don't think Dalton Wagner was a hundred percent. Like his back, you know, was bothering him. Uh, he didn't react quickly to some of those, you know, those twists on the outside. Um, it, it, you know, it bothered the snap when there's movement up there. You know, your your center is. Uh, you know, he, he's having to step to the side real quickly and the snap goes sideways. I think that happened a couple of times. Um, and, you know, it was a play where I guess one snap was so wide it went to Dominion. It was supposed to go to KJ. You know, everybody thought that, well, that's a direct stack snap to Dominion. No. It, and he tried to adjust and, and get to the, where the hole was, but, you know, there wasn't one. It was supposed to be an RPO read. Yeah. They, they didn't handle any of it well. And, um, you know, there, there's some plays that you can run that, that they did. You know, like if you're doing those, those, those stunts and twists, you know, a, a quarterback, call a quarterback sweep 
weak side, which you saw K.J. do a couple of times in the fourth quarter. But they just didn't get to those plays quick enough. And, you know, you can say, well, adjustments, you know, need to be made quicker. Yeah. And uh, here's the one thing that you know. Uh, whatever shows up on film that you have trouble with, you will see it the next week, you, you know, early. You, you, if you handle it early, it'll go away. But you have to handle it or you're going to see it for week after week after week. So if, it, if it's something that bothers you, expect to see it again. For the most part, Arkansas has been pretty injury-free on the offensive line. You mentioned Dalton Wagner. Coach talked about him yesterday being dinged up. Uh, he thinks he was going to practice yesterday. We didn't get to see it. Uh, if he can't go or if he can only go to the majority of the game, what does that do to the right side of the line with assuming Tykeus Crawford is in there, to, or Clay? Yeah, I mean, they think that he's going to be a great player. Not not a good player, but a great player. But he just hadn't played a lot. Um, and I think they they felt like they were going to you know roll him a lot early with Wagner, but he was hurt in missed time. So that was a setback. Uh, I think he's full speed now, but I, I believe that, that he can handle what, you know, what they're going to see. And he's a better athlete th- than Wagner, quicker, quicker feet, just, uh, just a better foot athlete. And he's big enough. He's not a little guy. You know, he's, uh, in fact, he, he's probably bigger than Wagner. Uh, he's in the, you know, 335, 340 range. And I think Wagner's about th- three, 320 so you know they have a lot of hope for that but there there's he's inexperienced to the point that you know he hasn't played a lot in this system he played at charlotte uh but it's uh you know it's something to watch you know that and i would i would be you know i'm watch the offensive line anyway but that's something that i'm going to check out real quick is you know how's Wagner moving you know he had back problems last year he had off-season surgery missed a lot of spring you know and Crawford played almost every snap in the spring with with Wagner out so that that was one of the reasons they thought well that you know Crawford will be ready then he got hurt in 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 practices um but he's he's gonna have to play and he's he's the guy for next year you know he's going to play that position, so you know now's as good a time as any to get him, get his you know feet wet, and get him ready to be an SEC right tackle. Yeah. So, all right, quarterback situation. Everybody's talking about that. That's that. Uh, we probably yeah. shouldn't wait so long to get to it. What What happens? Oh, we, I knew we would. Now, KJ, you know, clearly didn't look himself, but he. He took the snaps last week. He was the guy. To, is it looking different? Does uh, Malik get a get a chance to start? Does he play more? What do you What do you expect at quarterback? Um, I mean, that's probably a game time decision. They say it was last week. You know, I was hearing that he wasn't going to start last week, and then he did. So I, I suppose that he warmed up, and they like what they saw. Um, yeah, I think that you're going to see some of a Hornsby in. Maybe more if if he does well. Um, you know, it's it's painful to watch a quarterback that you know has a bad shoulder and he throws it and you see it, you know, flutter offline. And that happened maybe six, seven, eight times. Well, that could be the difference in the game. And I thought in the second half that it was apparent that he didn't want to throw deep, that he didn't think that he had, you know, that laser down the seam pass that 
and he didn't, you know, I think the ball to uh, Knox in the second quarter should have been caught. I mean, he had it, bobbled it to the defensive back, reminiscent of the interception that happened early in the year against Missouri State. Different type play, but the same ultimate situation. It looked like K.J. was, I'm going to throw underneath. And if the defense figures out that's what you're doing, it changes the way they, they can play. So if he can't make all the throws, then that's a that's a danger sign. Um, so it's something to watch both in warm-ups and as the game progresses. And, and I, I know that, uh, that, you know, his shoulder's not great and he's probably taking in some, uh, you know, some shots or some things to, to make it where he can play. And, you know, that happens a lot with quarterbacks. You'd be surprised how many, um, you know, have areas that they need a little, uh, they need a little medicinal help. Here's Coach yesterday on the decision that awaits him on Saturday. Is he going to play at all? And then the other one is, will he start the game? I think there's two, and I I don't think we'll get anywhere close to that until some of those answers will be possibly today, some maybe tomorrow. But the good thing is, is that he wants to play. We saw the offense was off with KJ not getting really any of the reps last week. He practiced Monday, kind of threw a little bit, not so much on Tuesday. Don't know about Wednesday because that was coached yesterday before practice. God, does that change your opinion on how the offense can maybe look on Saturday, the fact that he looked like he at least from perception threw a little more in practice this week? Not really. I mean, until you see see it all greased up and running right, you, you, you don't know. And, and – um, um, you know, I think everybody has some doubts right now. Probably KJ has some, and you know and that puts a lot of pressure on the head coach. How does he make his decisions? And you know, that's what Sam's trying to do as this week winds up. You know, do you? That's the 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 hardest decision for a head coach. You got a guy that you know is your best player. He's hurt. He's iffy. Do you play him or do you not? You know that if he's able to play at a decent standard, he gives your team the best chance to win. Um, but where do you make a decision to protect him and your team by not playing your best player? And that's just hard. I mean, I, Eric Musselman has got the same thing going on in basketball. Nick Smith's their best player. He's he's not 100%. When do you say we're ready to go with you? And he may say he's ready, but you see in practice that he's really not. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times a player will say, hey, I can go. And you you know he's not he's not right. Yeah. And you have to make a decision not just for your team but for that player that we're not going to go. So that is the, that's the hardest thing, and you rely on your trainer. Trainer tells you, the player tells you, then you have to make the decision, and that's why you get paid the big bucks. You got more options for Nick Smith than you do for KJ, though. That's the no, I, yeah, I get it, but he's still your best player. Same same kind of deal, and 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 uh, we're watching that, and we're you know we're trying to read what you know between the lines. The same thing, you know, how much you get a little bit of information, but what does it really mean? I'm talking about with KJ. Okay, he's he feels better. Well, yeah, he feels better because he hadn't done anything, right? <laughs> he's not throwing. As soon as he starts throwing, he doesn't feel as good. That shoulder is going to be 
problematic for the rest of the year is what I'm told. So you're sitting on five wins. You're not bowl eligible. you got three games to go. What, what kind of pressure's ratcheting up, and, and how much more importance does that put on this particular game, this one game? Yeah, they're all worth one, Tommy, and I think that, yeah, they're – there's pressure, and you just go through it week by week. You can't play next week. You can't play the the you know the Missouri game yet, and you try to get that one. And I you know I listened to Dave Van Horn describe. You do everything you can to get the next one, and that means emptying the bullpen and and throwing it. You know Kevin Cops for three four innings at the end to get that one, and you can't use him the next day. Then that's what you do. So uh, you know. Anything you can to get to six, and you know that's a major deal for a hundred different reasons. For recruiting, you know, we heard, you know, Richard, uh, Danny West this week explain, you know, how important getting that bowl game is for recruiting. It just means so much. Uh, you want to be able to bring players in while you're having bowl practices. I mean, it's just, it's just huge. And I, I don't know which one is the easiest one. You you don't know probably till about halftime each week, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, we didn't think we didn't see this one coming. They're up seventeen to three. Yeah. Uh, no. This is the one you throw everything out there and uh, you know tape it all together and see if you can make it to the end. Well, sometimes you need all the information from the first half, and that's why you need Bet Saracen. They're our official partner. Our betting lines that we always reference come from Bet Saracen. They ties we know that they'll give you a halftime line so if uh, if you get to halftime you think well this is a lot different than i thought well bet saracen's got to win your money back for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know double down or you know you hedge a little bit differently so if you'll go uh, take your phone out right down if you're listening it's the it's the app that works anywhere in our state so a lot of these national apps you think you've signed up for they're not going to work in arkansas so uh, bet saracen's the best option you just go to the Apple App Store. If you've got a, uh, an Android, they've got that covered as well. Or you can just go to BetSaracen.com and figure it out. So halftime lines, first half lines, second half lines, all, all of these things, in-game, same-game parlays. Uh, they've got all of those things that you can get. And, and like we said, uh, the, this is the app that's going to work border-to-border border across all 75 counties uh, in our state. So for the action this weekend and things are – you know, with college basketball heating up, you got the NBA well underway. Uh, you've got the NFL uh, heading down their second half of the season and college football winding up. There's no better place to make the game days a little more fun and a little more exciting than with Bet Saracen. Go to BetSaracen.com, check out that really cool video of how to play with Jancy Sheets. That's Bet Saracen, Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. So if I bet a, if I put a Bet Saracen line out there that Malik Hornsby was going to play over or under a quarter of this football game, Clay and Tommy, would you go over or under a quarter of football for Malik? And that's combined all throughout yeah, the game. I got no clue. I mean, I really I don't. I don't know how to answer that but without knowing KJ's health. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, KJ's healthy, I'd say under, you know. Yeah, that, He's that's, healthy uh, enough. I think he's going to deal with this injury all year. I, I, the rest of the no, I mean, that's what I said in the last segment. That's There's no doubt. It's a bad shoulder, and it's not going to get better. Uh, here's, the, here's the whole deal. You'll see in warm-up. You can watch. How's he throw it? How's he move around? You know, and is, is Kendall Bryles stepping up and talking to him after every throw? Because that's what was happening with Franks 
at uh, at Missouri. You know, they're they're going to judge, and he's going to walk in and tell uh, tell Sam, hey, he can or he can't go, and and it, and then the first quarter, if he's struggling, well, then yeah, then then you go to Hornsby. Uh, I think you're not going to go through a whole game like last week and get to the fourth quarter without him playing well and not have tried something else. Yeah, Can you make that bet in the first quarter? <laughs> Maybe. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.